Yo, check this out. My name is Ezra Hill, and right now, I'm introducing you to my podcast. It's called Hill of Beans. It's a podcast about nothing and everything. My co-host Casey and I are going to be breaking down life from the perspective of two Midwestern middle-aged minds. We're not experts, just ordinary everyday people like you trying to navigate this vessel called life. And these waters can get rough. Our goal is to help keep you on course without having to abandon ship. So, I hope you'll enjoy our episodes. You just might find them inadvertently interesting and informative. And hopefully it'll amount to more than a hill of beans. And welcome back to the Hill of Beans podcast show. I'm Ezra Hill here with Casey and I know it's been a while or maybe a few weeks, two weeks, three weeks since yeah. we've recorded something like it's that. I know the listeners are uh, anxiously awaiting a new episode, <laughs> uh, but Casey's contract only allows me to have her for 10 episodes. <laughs> so bear with me. I thought we were going to discuss a promotion. Uh, well, let's get through this first, the first season. 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once we hit, once we get 10 downloads then maybe. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, okay. So today, we're going to be talking about uh, all things submarines. Submarines like a sub sandwich? Yeah. Well, that's part of it. Oh, okay. The, uh, recently, the uh, submersible, the Titan, was in the news. Uh, it went missing and uh, turned out to be um, tr- very tragic. So mm-hmm. I figured we'd just touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what you... So, uh, to start out, what's your favorite sub? Right. So, oh my gosh. So good. Um, Subway and it is the, uh, spicy Italian. Ooh, that is a good one. Oh, it is uh, naughty. That's a good one. The spicy Italian's good. Um, I like their meatball sub too. Mm, Pretty good. Mm-hmm. If you get it right, you got to get it right. Like what makes it, what do you do? Well, you can't get, if you get the meatballs where they've been sitting in there all day (laughs) in the little thing that you can tell they're scorched, you know, that's pretty bad. Uh, (laughs) And if you get the bread that's stale, I mean, you don't want that either. No. Uh, But that's what, you know, with Subway, you get what you pay for and it's affordable. So it is, it's (laughs) very affordable. Sometimes you get stale bread and scorched meatballs. You know, if you always ask for the bread to be toasted, you won't know that it's stale. That's true. <laughs> but I, for some reason, uh, I like my, I like the bread soft. Yeah. With mine. Uh, I also think uh, Penn Station puts out a good sub. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, well, this <laughs> Sorry, Penn Station. No, actually, big, actually, uh, that's no. You're, oh, Penn Station. Penn Station. Where, oh, what else? Yes. What do you think? I was don't talking? know. Um, there's a lot of them out there, oh. like Jersey Mike's. Capriati's. Okay, man. it's you, Jersey have, Mike's. I'm not a big fan of that. Have you had Capriati's? No. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're the best. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty damn good. Now, there's a there's. You know, the, the mom and pop sub shops, I'm sure those are great. Um, if you know of any in central Indiana, please let me know because I want to go try them out. Okay. So you can email us, hit us up. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever emailed us? Yes, we get all kinds of emails. <laughs> well, so like, I do? check the emails, you don't. I know, but you never talk about them. So are, is oh. it like hate mail? Like, mm-hmm. dude, you could get a better host than us. We- <laughs> <laughs> so I don't tell you those ones. Um, no, we, ha- we do get you know, a little bit of both. We get some, not like hate, but just like people challenging us. 
Well, cha- oh, well, I remember. I think you told me some back when we were doing the election. They, it was an anonymous emailer, and they said how uh, biased we were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I disagree with, but whatever. It's our show, right? <laughs> <laughs> we can think whatever we want to. Um, yeah. Well, back to the sub sandwich. Um, so it's all submarines. We're, we're like, pretty sure we're talking about sub sandwiches for real. Yeah, we're we're talking all anything subs that's today. all subs. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think we're pretty sure the Italians brought the submarine sandwich over from Italy, probably late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Are you full so, of crap right now? No, no. <laughs> you I actually, are. I actually prep for episodes, unlike you. <laughs> You're serious about the sub sandwiches came yeah, over because here in the eighteen hundreds. It, w- it would be like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. The Italians brought it over. What do you mean? In, they like in the New Jersey, New York area, from like the from idea, the, the, the concept, motherland, from the Italy. concept of yeah. a sub. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's sort of a little sub history for you. Oh, that's there. interesting. Uh, so it basically started on the Upper East Coast and has now migrated uh, all over the United States. Over the last 100 it's years, it's migrated. Or so. A sub sandwich, <laughs> we are yeah. saying, has migrated. Uh, and I and I love it with uh, when you get a good one, double lo, double the meetup. Yeah, actually, you know what the with my since I tried not to eat a lot of bread, Subway does do the the no bready bowl. Mm. Where you can get the sub in a bowl with no bread, so that's in that called a salad. That's uh, uh, well, <laughs> salad with meat, maybe like a turkey. Well, salad? you can get a, whatever one you want. You can do meatball. Oh well, yeah, I, I do that one a lot. Yeah, that's me a too. Mm-hmm. That's a good. One. That's good. Uh, so, anyways, okay, moving. So <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Oh, don't forget, listeners, if you know of a good mom and pop sub shop, then Let for reals. Know. Hit us up. What's our email? Hofbeans at gmail.com. Hit us up at Hofbeans and uh, let us know where a good mom and pop sub shop is in central Indiana. And we'll go there. Yeah, let's go. We'll broadcast there. Yeah. How about that? (laughs) Okay. Uh, So anyways, moving on. Uh, Okay. So I'm sure everyone has heard the story of the Titan submarine, submersible. It's not a submarine. Uh, The difference between a submersible and a submarine is... A submarine can basically leave the dock and go wherever on its own. It's uh, self-sufficient, where a submersible can only be underwater for a certain amount of time, and it needs assistance from what, quote-unquote, a mothership, sort of. So if it wants, like the submersible, the Titan, that that took people out to see the Titanic, another boat would have to tow it out there. Oh, okay. And so it would go underwater. So basically this guy... um, the CEO of Ocean Gate, uh, uh, I think his name was Stockton Rush. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, he made this. He started this company called Ocean Gate, and he made these submersibles, and he started taking people on tours of the Titanic. Um, so for two hundred fifty thousand dollars a pop. What? Would you Would you do that? Wait. <laughs> so if I wanted yeah. to get on this, not submarine, but submersible. I'd have to pay him two hundred and fifty thousand to go see the Titanic. Yeah, for probably I think it's like a four to six hour 
trip. Um, really? Under uh, in the submersible. And what's weird is do they have does, do, is there cocktails? I don't think so because there's not even a bathroom on there. <laughs> oh no no no! So I have to pay to not use the bathroom. Yeah, you can't. They tell you they would tell you like a day or two before to basically don't eat anything or drink much because there's not going to be a bathroom board. That sounds uh, miserable. Yeah, and what was weird was there was only like one little window on the whole thing. I, I don't know. It was just sort oh. of. It so was how just, do you even see the Titanic? Well, I guess you take turns rotating Looking out the I th- window. <laughs> I think it only held five to six people. It, it was just kind of. Bizarre. I mean, so, I don't know. What happened? Well, the submarine went missing. Um, they lost radio contact with it, I think, very early into the the submersion. Uh, I think around, like, uh, I don't know, a couple hours into it or something. Mm-hmm. They lost contact with it, so it basically became lost at sea. And so, you know, they started... Um, a search for it, you know, basically, and what they said was, okay, this thing's basically either at the bottom of the ocean stuck, or mm-hmm. it's floating around somewhere in the middle of the ocean, or it's floating somewhere on top of the ocean. So, and it's basically looking for a needle in the haystack. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so they got the co- various coast guards and, and entities involved trying to search for this. Um, and I believe either the Coast Guard or the Navy picked up some banging sounds underwater every, like, 30 minutes or something like that. I did see that. Which, <clears throat> yeah. I think that turned out just to be a couple whales getting it on, I think. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, every. Th- 30 minutes or so. Oh, no, no. Yeah, uh, I was hopeful. I, I don't know. that They never determined what that was. Yeah, so. I was like super excited when I heard that because I was like, oh, they are trying to like make contact so they're down there making noise so that way they could yeah. be found. It, yeah, because I believe if they if they say they lost power, I think um, sonar can pick up bangs and stuff like that. So they, mm-hmm. they ha- had a little bit of hope that maybe um, they would find them. But then after about... Uh, I don't know, the fifth day, fourth or fifth day, I think they said they would have run, probably around that time, run out of oxygen on board. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they never could pinpoint anything. And then finally, uh, on the fifth or sixth day, I think a underwater um, search vehicle or something, it was unmanned, basically picked up on camera some a debris field. I think it was only like 16... Or what was it? I, it wasn't very far from the Titanic itself. Okay. And so they basically found the debris field showing some kind of catastrophe. Um, and, and what they think happened was it imploded. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So hopefully it was quick um, and fast. So no one suffered. Um, but what's weird is all this has come out. You know, it's sad. Uh, and sorry, I just interrupted you. Um, but just that they knew that they were in that situation. Like, that's heartbreaking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they knew mm-hmm. that they were in trouble or, or, you know, that this was, if they weren't well, found, that this would probably be what... I mean, do we think it, it they ran out of oxygen and then it happened, or do we think no, it just they, exploded? They think it happened, and I think the Navy or somebody came out and said they registered something, which 
signified some kind of implosion. At the time, they lost <coughs> radio contact. So, um, yeah, I think, it, but what's coming out in all this is that they were warned um, on multiple occasions not to keep doing what they're doing because it wasn't uh, officially certified by whoever, uh, submarine engineers or something. It was kind of like they were just doing their own thing as explorers trying to develop some type of um, submersible type thing and trying to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, similar to what like um, Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos do with their space travel stuff. Mm-hmm. Except I think theirs is probably more regulated, but you know, when you get out Supposedly in international waters, I guess you can kind of do whatever. There's you, if your submarine isn't or submersible isn't certified, I think you can still do whatever you want with it. But basically, they used. Uh, How long had this submarine actually been active? Uh, I think they've been doing it for a couple of years or so. A few oh, years, and maybe? it's held up for you know a couple of years, and then all of a sudden, yeah. just. Uh, yeah, but I think. There were warning signs there. Like there was a reporter that went aboard, and um, he basically said he didn't like the sounds he heard. <laughs> oh, really? And there was some kind of fiber chemical, or not chemical, fiber material that they used in the construction of this thing, instead of all steel or aluminum. Mm-hmm. And because steel and aluminum is going to hold up a lot stronger under under uh, pressure, versus this fiber material uh someone said on the news they they um related or they basically uh related it to the amount of pressure of if the entire empire state building was made out of lead and it was sitting on top of you (laughs) it's like what they said the pressure was at that depth Mm -hmm. um so but okay, so which is about twelve thousand feet deep, I think, is what it is. What it was. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and there's a there's a guy. Um, sometimes I watch this show. I think it's on the Discovery Channel or something. Where uh, he's like sort of a, his name's Josh, he's an explorer, and they it, he might be on National Geographic Channel or something. I don't remember, but anyways, they actually OceanGate invited him to bring the TV crew on board this thing, and they said no because they're like this is way too dangerous. <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, um, but I guess it's sort of I don't know. Whenever the CEOs was questioned about what he was doing. You know, and, and the risk and everything, he would just kind of blew it off like, well, if you're not taking risks, you're not living, you know, we're mm, never gonna like an extremist. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I sort of, to an extent, understand that mindset. And it's sort of a thrill, you know, that thrill mm-hmm. type mentality where you can't get enough of a certain rush They're seeking or that your adrenaline and, and, yeah. and that type of thing. But, you know, that's one thing if you're willing to take those risks yourself. But when you start, getting uh, bringing other people you know who maybe don't have that same type of mindset but you're saying hey yeah we've done it a bunch of times only two hundred fifty thousand dollars come on board Mm -hmm. (laughs) only two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to not have a bathroom don't eat for two days and we have one window that you can see out of yeah so you have to rotate um (laughs) which 
I don't know. It's just sort of a bizarre story. It's really sad. So, I mean, the story is tragic, and I do pray that it was quick and that they don't know what hit them. Um, And you said the CEO was on board, right? Yeah. He was on board, so... um, And I don't know... Do we have any, like any, do we know who else was on there? Was it? There was four other people. Uh, I don't, I can't remember their names, but one was a father and son. And the son was only 19 years old, Uh I think. Uh, And from what I remember reading was he was, he didn't really want to go to begin with. He was a little nervous. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, So unfortunately, um, that didn't pan out. So it's very, it's very tragic. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to show, um, you know, doing those types of things, there's a huge risk involved, and, and that's what you have to weigh. And some people are like, you know, there's no risk high enough. You know, I, I, I don't care. You only live once, you know, that, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I get and I understand. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you're venturing out into uh, the ocean where people don't belong, yeah. <laughs> you know, or space, you're kind of taking a, a huge risk there. But, you know, you know, you know I, and so sorry, kind of going to steer you in another direction here, because you said we're talking about all things submarine. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the guy that built that one submarine and then he like killed the girl on it? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a crazy story. Uh, that dude's name was was it Roger Madsen? I think. Uh, I've got. He was his. like an extremist, right? And he was. Oh no, Peter Madsen. Peter uh, Madison. Peter Madsen, M A D S E N. That yeah, that dude is. Uh, which I've got stuff here about that. Oh yeah, uh, we need to talk about that. That happened on a submarine. So. Yeah, I first um, I first learned about this. When I watched a documentary on Netflix called uh, uh, "Into the Deep," I think it yes. was. Which it, you, mm-hmm. you've yeah. seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, Peter Madsen is, <laughs> which is funny because when I googled him, it comes up and it says Danish entrepreneur and murderer. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> definitely uh, a murderer. So, how would you like that to be your Google? Mm. Sir, have you mm-hmm. ever googled yourself? Mm, I have. So probably what real estate comes up? All kinds of like. Weird, yeah, I don't know. Oh, weird stuff. No, <laughs> not weird. Ooh, it's just kind of Google like I, I've been involved in so many different avenues with real estate yeah. or some other things I've done that I'm kind of like a, a, a mod podge of stuff in my Google. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, listeners out there, you might want to Google yourself just to see yeah. what's out there because you never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you, there might be something out there that you need to clean up. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. They do need to watch this documentary, though. Into uh, the Deep, right? Yeah. The the one documentary I watched uh, was Into the Deep on Netflix. And there's another one. I think it was on HBO Max or Max now if you have Amazon Prime uh, called Undercurrent, I think it was, is another one I watched. Uh, but anyways, this guy, Peter Madsen, he um, is basically this local Danish celebrity and he didn't really have any formal schooling. He, he did some schooling and uh, some training here and there and worked for a couple different companies uh, involving rocket fuel and rockets. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to, basically that's sort of what put him on the map was he was trying to develop 
uh, a Danish private space program, mm-hmm. uh, similar to probably what like uh, Elon Musk and um, Jeff Bezos do. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to try and do something like that uh, f- uh, in Denmark. Um, and he was like a celebrity. I mean, yeah, over there, yes. over there. I mean, he was. he was known worldwide too, but not to the scale of like what we would yeah. think, you know. Um, but yeah, he was sort of a local celebrity. Um, and then in, I think 2017, um, he, uh, well, I, I, before we get to that, I looked into a little bit of his, uh, history because I wanted to find out where this dude came from. Mm -hmm. And he basically, uh, was born. And then I think at a young age, his mom, uh, left the father and took the kids with with her, mm-hmm. and then I think later on in his teen years he reconnected with his father. But basically they w- said that his father was very abusive to the mother when he was a kid and that. Um, so I always like try to figure out where things start with mm-hmm. someone because uh, you know people end up we end up who we are and the way we are for reasons, I think. <laughs> I do. Well, so I, I do. That's true. Like you want to figure out like what the trigger was or what happened in the past um, before it all started, because you feel like that that helped make them who they are. Right. Yeah. But with him, I didn't see anything too crazy, Mm-mm. you know, that was like, Oh wow, man, that's why he's messed up. <laughs> I didn't, right. I never uncovered anything like that. And I also looked into his finances. He was with a company and basically couldn't get along with, with people because of his personality. You know, he, I think he's, he has a very narcissistic personality. And so he parted ways with this company basically because I don't think he could get along with people. And, mm-hmm. and some said that he, uh, so some people said that, you know, because if, if he wasn't like the center of attention, mm-hmm. then he would cause problems. Okay. okay, so he was... Peter Madsen was with a company, and basically, he they parted ways. And basically, from my research, what I found out was he was having a hard time getting along with people. <laughs> so he seemed to have this very narcissistic personality. He was real high energy too, like almost yeah. overbearing. Yeah, he did have bizarre behavior for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, he broke off, and he at some point started building these submarines. He mm-hmm. built like three of his own private submarines. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one he built, he... And he had like people giving him money, right? To do oh, yeah. To yeah. That was the other thing because I was like, where does this guy get all of his money? And yeah. it's all like donations and stuff. So basically mm-hmm. he would find investors and, you know, drum up money from them to go towards whatever kind of project he was working on. Whatever crazy project, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So he built these three submarines. Um, That was kind of a big deal because they were the first private-owned submarines uh, in Denmark. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was also working on a rocket program as well. Um, I think his uh, his, uh, company was called RML, which was uh, Rocket... Madsen Laboratories, I think, is what it was okay. in Denmark. Um, so that was his his primary focus and goal was this whole rocket program thing that he was doing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he's got these submarines too uh, that he I, I don't you know it, it was a big deal in Denmark, and he would take 
people would want often want to interview him yeah. and do documentaries about him. And, and the, the documentary I watched on Netflix, uh, it was an ongoing documentary about his rocket. Yeah. Program. About his creations. Yeah. It really, it was the documentary itself that they were making wasn't about the murder because when they started the documentary, it hadn't happened right. yet. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, during in the middle of this documentary, uh, there was a reporter that reached out to um, Peter and said she wanted to come aboard uh, the submarine and do a little piece about it. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, woman's name was Kim Wall. Yeah, she was a reporter, kind of a investigative journalist, is kind of how I think she uh, labeled herself. Um, so she wanted to go aboard the submarine. She was kind of a, a thrill seeker in her own sense. Mm-hmm. She traveled all over the ward, world doing these stories. And so, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never been on a submarine. <laughs> no, I have Just so, at like Disney World. They have a submarine there? I mean, I think it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, so was Mickey Mouse the captain? <laughs> I think <laughs> that probably was a good indication. It was fake. Uh, <laughs> and then like when we were underwater, I saw jaws. Oh yeah. Okay. From the movie. That was probably fake. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, um, so this reporter wants to go aboard the submarine. It's a sort of a once in a lifetime experience. She wants to do a story about it. So he invites her on, uh, he picks her up. They head out in the submarine. Well, the next day, she was only supposed to be out, I think, a couple, two, three, four hours or something. Right. Um, so, naturally, the submarine's out, and a lapse of time passes, and the journalist's boyfriend calls the police, and he's like, hey. Um, they were supposed to be back. Yeah, they yeah. were supposed to be back. Um, she went out on the submarine, but she's. we don't know where she is. Mm-hmm. We don't know where the submarine is either. Right. So that launches this big um, Coast Guard type search in Denmark for the submarine because it's been missing. At at some point, it's been missing for like 18 hours. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's becoming really concerned. You know, that's unusual. It's not built to be gone that long. Um, So the... uh, uh, they eventually find it, and it surfaced. They see Peter um, basically on top of the submarine, and so they, they're they like, hey, we found submarine. So it's a big yeah. deal. So everyone kind of instantly thinks both people are alive right. and counted yeah. for. Um, but then later on, they track the submarine down, and... Actually, I think Peter actually radioed this time mm-hmm. um, that he needed help or something. Mm-hmm. So they, he gave him their coordinates. He came, or, or the Coast Guard came, picked him up. And at that time, he had, the submarine sank. Mm-hmm. And he said it was some kind of valve problem. So the, the Coast Guard for Denmark picks him up takes him back aboard but he was by himself yeah no reporter so people are like hey where's the the reporter reporter and they're like um oh he or peter's like hey i dropped her off yeah you know like 12 hours ago or something and then he went he's and then he said he went back out that's what he said yes. uh-huh. and then he said that there was some kind of problem with the sub and, and it sank so he was all acting like he was devastated about that and he was like oh no I was the only one aboard mm-hmm. um, 
go, I don't know where the reporter is because I dropped her off. <laughs> so <clears throat> instantly, like the next day, I think Denmark authorities arrest him mm. because the reporter's nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're starting to think some submarine experts with the Coast Guard were thinking something doesn't seem right because the way the sub sank, it seemed like it was purposely done. Mm-hmm. So they go and recover the submarine and it starts this big investigation. Um, and so at some point he changes his story to where he says the hatch on the submarine hit the reporter, Kim, in her head and it killed her. And he decided to have a burial at sea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because I guess he thought he could, he had the authority to do that. I don't mm. know. So right away, he's changing his story. Right. Shit's getting bizarre. <laughs> he, you guys, when you watch this um, documentary, it is so creepy. I mean, this guy is, he's a whack. Yes. Yeah. At and first then, you think he's brilliant, and then you the truth comes out. So you guys got to watch it, but go ahead. Sorry. Uh, well, it's... Um, so then at some point, you know, they... He's basically being held, and they're trying to figure out what's going on, you know, because he's changing his story. Well, then at some point, I think it's a couple of weeks after she went missing, a torso washes up mm-hmm. on shore. Uh, a female torso, mm-hmm. no head, no arms, no legs. Mm. Uh, so they're, you know, this isn't something that commonly happens in Denmark. So they're pretty sure the torso belongs to the reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, there was a lot of knife puncture wounds, um, and not only in the body itself, which I think. They thought he did that so it wouldn't float to mm-hmm. try and keep it submerged. Uh, but also a lot of knife wounds in the in her sexual organs, mm-hmm. meaning she was sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically they find that. they And then they start, in the area, start scuba diving, looking for uh, arms and legs and the head. And, and they eventually find it all. Mm-hmm. So it had all been severed, um, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but once they, they found the head, they said they did an x-ray and there was no skull fracture. Mm-hmm. So if the hatch would have hit her in the head, um, basically it confirmed that that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, because the, uh, there was no fracture, no skull fracture. So then he says he changed. They, once they tell him that, hey, we know the hatch didn't hit her in the head. Then he changes his story again to... Oh, well, she died of carbon monoxide poisoning. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Right. Uh, And so he said he just decided to cut her up and dispose of the body at sea. uh, Some kind of funeral. I don't know. It's very bizarre. The guy's crazy. Yeah, he's a whack. Um, So, you know, basically he's arrested and they take him to court. Um or he goes to court and the judge finds him guilty, which um, is kind of crazy. He, he, he went under a uh, psych evaluation in prison, mm-hmm. and they determined he's a narcissistic psychopath lacking empathy but not, not psychotic or delusional. What? Is what his psych evaluation says, meaning he's very aware of what he's doing. <laughs> so here, he... he 
I believe that in his relationship, because he had a girlfriend when... No, he was married when this happened. Oh, married. That she came out and later on explained that he would, you know, fantasize with her of doing these things to her. But she always thought it was just a fantasy. But they were very violent and... um, you know, you know, like when you role play, kind of like they would send each other these text messages, but they were very, very violent and very disturbing, actually. Um, but she never thought that he would be capable of actually doing those things. And now looking at what he did do, he was really fantasizing about doing that stuff for real. I mean, but he didn't yeah. do it to her. He ended up doing it to this reporter. And how could this girl even see this coming? Like, everybody knows she's getting on the sub. She's going there to, you know, report on the sub. And she probably felt complete, like, it should have been a safe environment for her. Yeah, you would think. Uh, but it turns out, he he had, but when the, the uh, during the investigation, they got a hold of one of his computers, mm. and there were snuff films on it. Do you know what that is? No. A snuff film is, it's one of the sickest, most disturbing thing. I've never seen one, so I'm not speaking from experience, but mm-hmm. I just know what they are, because I watch a lot of murder documentaries. Right, we do, yes. Uh, basically what it is, it's where someone videotapes someone killing someone. Oh. Uh, so... He had this weird obsession with that. Mm. Uh, and, and what's crazy is looking back at things he said and did and via text messages or things he said or did um, to other people, there he was he would talk openly about it, um, but in a playful, yes. sort of joking manner uh-huh. in a way to where you think, oh, he's not he's serious. He's just kidding, right? right. Yeah. Um, but also, okay, so this dude turns out to be a narcissistic psychopath. He has an obsession with snuff films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to play, the, I recorded something from the documentary. Okay. Uh, I'm going to play it here. Okay. Uh, give me a second. Is it going to be creepy? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, so this this recording I took from the documentary, and this this is part of the interview from the documentary they were doing before the murder happened, okay. when he was working on uh, his rocket program. Mm-hmm. And this was about a year, 11 months, a year or so before he committed this murder. Okay. And, and 
and he will try really to punish those people who have been under his spell. He will try to punish them afterwards by stalking them, by talking badly about all these things. There is the possibility that you simply come upon a human predator. So what do you think about that? He basically was like warning the world without us knowing about these psychos that walk around. And he is one. Yeah. What I think, I think he was so, I think he's so intelligent that I think he knew he had a problem. And I think he, I think he realized he was a psychopath. And which I don't think they are. I I think in most cases they don't admit that, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think he was intelligent enough that I think he figured out because of his behavior, the way he thought and the things he was into Mm -hmm. and what he wanted to do. I think he was discovering that he was one. Uh And so he was constantly wrestling with this in his mind Mm. of he's wanting to act out on these things that are terrible and evil. But he's trying, I think maybe he knows it's wrong, but he's having a hard time fighting it off. And I think he's in a way openly talking about it to maybe make it less um, evil, so to speak. Like Uh if you, if you're talking about something openly, then it doesn't seem bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a way. And I don't know if that's what he was doing, but I think maybe he was trying to get throw things out there to get some justification for what he was wanting to do. Can you be off your rocker crazy like that and know you are? Yeah, I I think so. You do? Okay. Did you ever see the movie? um, I think it's called A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe. Uh Uh-huh. Where he, remember he like talks to people. He sees people and talks to them, mm-hmm. but he thinks they're real. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point in the movie, you know, basically I, 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 something was happening and he was talking to these people and his, his uh, wife or somebody was like, you're crazy and you won't admit it. And so she's like leaving him. Uh-huh. And then he so as she's pulling away, he comes out and he's like, the girl has never aged and he would talk to this little girl. Oh. Well, over the years, he realized in his mind, this girl if this girl was real, she, would she be should aging. be aging, and yeah. she's not. So he discovers that he's crazy, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think it is possible to realize that. And I think that's what was going on in his head, was he was discovering he's a psychopath, but then he's like, am I really a psychopath? But then I think he's trying to also by, you know, texting, hey, I'm going to tie you up. And, you know, people think he's kidding. But I think in a way, by getting it out there in the open, it's also his way of trying to To justify the crime. Well, or trying to make get some justification or make it seem okay or him comfortable with (laughs) wanting to do it. I I don't know. It's very bizarre. I don't care how much you say it. (laughs) I don't know how you're going to make it okay. Uh, but I understand what you're saying, um, kind of. I think that 
I also think maybe he was saying it and talking about crazy people because he was trying to deflect and take attention off himself. Yeah, I, I think he was seeking something to make him feel comfortable or that what he just, was thinking or doing was okay. I have a hard time believing that this was the first victim. Well, that's that also came up through some of my research was there was a 16-year-old missing girl that some people think he might be involved mm-hmm. with. Uh, back in 2014, he wrote this blog called Heaven and Hell. And it was basically his description of his adventures in hell. Oh. <laughs> so, and it's, there's a book actually called Heaven and Hell. And it talks about the river Styx. There's a river that surrounds hell and it's called Styx. Okay. And at some point, someone interviewed him about the murder of Kim Wells, the the journalist, and he made a comment like, we were just heading off, uh, we were just heading off into the river of Styx or something like Mm -hmm. that. Meaning he was taking her to his hell. And basically what I think he was talking about in his mind, in this blog, he was basically explaining how a person knows right and wrong. Mm -hmm. You could, you know, heaven is where there's compassion, empathy, you know, you do what's right, Mm -hmm. you know, there's love, but there's like a structure, you know what I mean? Where hell, there's no rules, you can do whatever you want. Mm. And basically in the blog he wrote, he was sort of explaining kind of how a person comes to a point where they choose heaven or hell, basically Mm -hmm. saying, you can live the structured life of rules and, and love and empathy and compassion and forgiveness and things like that. Mm-hmm. Or you can go down this road of hell where you just do whatever you want. There's no rules, murder, steal, kill, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And I think and in this in his blog, he was basically explaining how this person, him, chooses to go to hell where it becomes this big thrill because he can do whatever he wants. Mm hmm. And that means, you know, torture, kill, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he just, which I think that blog was real. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense of, I think he was describing what's going on in his head. Mm-hmm. And then finally he, he had acted out. And that was back in 2014. So were there other victims? I, there I has think possibly. To be. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there absolutely has to be, but. Just when you go back and if you watch that documentary, at least, I mean, I watched it twice, but because I didn't understand until it was over all of the things that added up that he was already saying that makes me think that this guy was probably already a serial. Like, I think he was a killer the whole time. Like, I think there's that. I mean, I don't know, but. I think that missing girl could very well have been a victim. Yeah. As of right now, he hasn't been convicted of anything else, nor has he confessed. Um, But he has, in some interviews, he has talked about, he's basically admitted that he killed Kim Wells because he's sick in the head. You Mm -hmm. know, he's, he's a, it's, it's a fantasy that he wanted to make reality. Yeah. Uh, So during, 
during his trial and everything, his wife divorces him, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess after he was convicted, he got married again. <laughs> <laughs> Some lady, uh, I don't remember her name uh, off the top of my head, but she... They had they sort of had this secret wedding, but then when the public found out that she married him, she of course got basically crucified via social media because they're like, "How can you marry this right crazy murderer?" Yeah. So she divorced him. <laughs> Good. But you know what else is crazy? What he's married again. Okay, <laughs> ladies, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, like I mean, I thought what, the dating world was hard for people. I mean, what do you have to not do? If Just, you're in prison, yeah, maybe I need to go to prison, right? <laughs> I mean, it, this guy's on a roll. Yeah, it's it's disturbing. I don't understand that shit, but I always hear crazy stuff. Like I think Charles Manson got married. You yeah. know, it was just for whatever reason. There's just bizarre people out there, and to each their own. But I just don't understand that whole infatuation with serial killers and wanting to be with them and marry them. And yeah. I don't know. It's just very bizarre and strange. And I question that person's morals, but I'm not here to judge. Right. I mean, it, when they're going like through their checklist of why they want to be with this guy, I want to know what that you, looks like. I guess murdering someone isn't a red flag for some <laughs> yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. So have you ever killed anyone? I uh, have. Oh, great. Perfect. Okay, perfect. Yeah, That's what perfect. I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm instantly turned on. Right. Do you have any snuff films? <laughs> uh, well, here's something else crazy, too, for you. Uh, the... In Denmark, if you uh, if you get sentenced to life in prison in Denmark, mm-hmm. life in prison in Denmark is only twelve years. What? Yeah. So he's gonna be in twelve years. He's gonna be eligible for release. No. Uh, he or actually in twelve years he can apply for a pardon. I guess. So they have to determine whether he's eligible to be released. Or continue to stay in in. Uh, so minimum is twelve years. Well, yeah, you go for if you're sentenced to life, you go for. I don't believe there's any death penalty in Denmark. So if you're sentenced to life in prison, you go for twelve years, then you can apply for a pardon, which means the court could let you back out, probably mm. based on your behavior. However, in 2020, he briefly escaped from prison. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. This, this guy dude, is... He's a fucking madman. Oh, man. <laughs> like, it's... Uh, yeah, he he basically... There was a... He is very smart. I will say that. Oh, so yeah. I'm not shocked that he escaped. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think he is uh, extremely intelligent. And I think... I think that's why he figured out or realized he's a psychopath. Mm. I think he knows that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, basically he was getting ready for a psych evaluation and he took the uh, psychologist hostage okay. and basically ran out the door. He, he, he didn't make it very far. I mean, once he got out, he basically had nowhere to go and they hunted him down pretty quick. Okay. Um, and then, so he is back in prison. Um, Good. So I think he's got like 10 or, uh, or nine or 10 years left until I'm going to say this as nice, nicely as I can. That dude's a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, what's scary is, um, 
He should never he, be out of jail. They better never let him out. No, because he will, the, yeah. someone will end up dead. Mm-hmm. Someone will end up dead again. So Denmark, get your shit together. Amen. Don't let him out. Yeah. Here in the United States, we'll fry your ass. And if you, whoever, <laughs> if you're married to him, I encourage a divorce. He's probably, you know, we, we did the episode about the death penalty. Um, and he's probably one that, in my opinion, qualifies for the death penalty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just, I don't think you would ever be able to change that guy. Mm-mm. So anyways, um, I don't know. That's kind of. That's all things submarine. Well, we could, we can't get into uh, how uh, Germany uh, or how Nazi subs escaped to South America. And some people think Hitler was on it. What? what do you think about that? <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother episode. That's probably another if episode. If you get me going on Hitler, that's, uh, we can talk all kinds of things. Well, there are people that think, and, and I think it was so much so that the CIA was investigating it because there were reports of Hitler down in South America. Really? And, and when you think about who Hitler was, I can't see him killing himself. He's sort of a Peter Madsen type guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, maybe we'll talk about that another time. Okay. I'm so, in. all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Good talk. Let them know our email again. So they, yeah. You they guys can, can tell us where the best place to get a submarine sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. You guys can email us at hfbeans at gmail.com. Uh, Ezra really wants a good sub place to go eat. Uh, yeah. So good talk, Ezra. Catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>